Hey everybody, June is upon us and you know what that means. It's hot scent summer. Right now at Too Sincere, there's a new duo sure to turn some heads. I'm talking about Hot Mom and Dad Bod, the new limited edition pair of summer fragrances at TooSincere.com. Hot Mom is like good times and tan lines, like suntan lotion made from refreshing coconut milk with hints of mango and pineapple. And then there's Dad Bod, sea salt and khaki vibe going on here. The calming scent of sea salt on a sun-warmed beach, ocean waves settling along the sand. The Hot Mom and Dad Bod Soy Candle Duo includes two 9-ounce soy candles. Supplies are limited. Get them while they last. And for my Chronicle listeners out there, I got a promo code just for you. Right now, JMC15 will get you 15% off your next order at TwoSincere.com. This excludes items already on sale, and the offer is valid through July 31st, 2022. You already know what I think about TwoSincere.com. I love them. So check out the clean, burning, awesome, fragrant soy candles they got at TwoSincere.com. Go there now. having a creative mindset, a boss mentality, and having a focus that is locked in on the empowerment of women in your community. I'm talking about none other than Ariana Chanel. Ariana stopped by the Journeyman Chronicles and sat down with me. We talked about what she's up to in Lancaster City and the many, many different things that she gets involved with. We're talking about freelance beauty and makeup. We're talking about realty. We're talking about working with CAP in Lancaster City in the Tina Life program. There's so much that Ariana is doing that is driven by the community around her. So let's get started. This is Ariana's journey, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Ladies and gentlemen, all of my beautiful non-binary people, welcome back to another episode of the Journeyman Chronicles. I'm getting into the uh, mid-30s now, moving along very quickly. This is episode 34. I'm finally back doing some interviews. Uh, It's been about a month since my last interview. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. I've been pumped. I got to sit down and I got to talk to a fascinating, wonderful woman by the name of Ariana Chanel, a powerhouse, a lot of positive energy, something that we all need. We all need that friend. Well, actually, we could use a lot of friends like that, but it wouldn't hurt to have at least one that's just full of positivity, just wants to see everybody happy, wants to be hyped for everybody, wants to root for everybody. That's Ariana Chanel. Met her for the first time uh, last week, Wednesday evening. We sat down, we chopped it up. Um, had been wanting to interview uh, Ariana for a while. 
Uh, I started following her months ago. She came across my timeline. Somebody had shared right off the bat. I wanted to get to know Ariana a little bit more because uh, along with the uh, makeup and beauty freelancing that she's doing, I was noticing that she's also doing a lot of other shit. I mean, she's got like five different things going on here, and I don't want to spoil it right now. We're going to get into that with the interview, but just know uh, this isn't a boring interview. Great conversation. Uh, I learned a lot of dope things. I'm excited to share this with you. If you know Ariana, you already know what I'm talking about. Uh, the the good vibes that I got uh, upon meeting her, uh, I'm grateful. So, um, you know, it feels good to be back doing these interviews first one out the out the gates with ariana chanel let's get this started um we had to reschedule this interview originally um the uvalde high school shooting took place and that was around the time our original interview was going to take place but we just um uh, you know she kind of uh actually i reached out to her to confirm the interview she got back to me and said listen i'm sorry i just can't do it considering everything that's going on and i was I was really happy that she said that because I was feeling the same way. I didn't want to do this interview with a heavy heart. Um, uh, so we uh, we agreed to, to reschedule and we did. And uh, I'm just grateful that she was able to come through and chat with the journeyman on the Journeyman Chronicles. So this right here is episode 34 talking to Ariana Chanel. Let's go suggesting people mm-hmm. um but you you're dabbling in a lot of <laughs> a lot of cool things it's almost like how do you find the energy yeah. to keep up um so obviously there's the makeup mm-hmm. and and i don't want to just categorize it as makeup i know it's a lot more and right. I'm, I'm hoping you enlighten myself and, and my audience um but then there's real estate and there's um lancaster school district that mm-hmm. you're a part of and Go ahead and share. I know you just shared some some news about taking a position. So, so in one court, port, portion of my life, <laughs> um, I did work for Community Action Partnership of Lancaster. Okay. Um, and I worked under their Teen Elect program, which um, basically provides support to parenting and pregnant youth inside of School District of Lancaster. Okay. So that was like my day job. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was my like insurance, health benefits, yeah, and yeah. all that. Um, and I was like really blessed to be like super rooted in a purpose there. So that was really um great for me. Um, the new position that I just accepted, like literally, I started on Monday. It's yeah. That new. Um, I took over as the office director for Lank Living Realty. Um, we're located on 309 North Queen Street. Okay. Um, so I still function as a realtor there, yeah. but um, I'm helping out now on like the operational kind of like admin um, aspect of just getting the brokerage up and running and stuff. So you're just like, your hands are in everything. Yeah. So my background um, is like retail management. Okay. Um, so I always joke, like I didn't go to like college. Like I tried, it just was like never for me. Beauty sure. school was only, was the only thing that stuck. Um, but I ended up in retail. So for like retail, um, I worked probably like four or five years as a manager. Okay. So I just feel like everywhere that I worked, like I learned a piece about customer service. I learned a piece about visual merchandising. I learned about leadership. And then it was like, I got all of this real world, like hands-on experience that then kind of like led me to be a chameleon and like get yeah. my foot in the door with like all these different roles. Cause like when I started my cap job, I didn't have any experience like that. Okay. That was a job that actually had like a degree, like role requirement. And I was like, I, <laughs> I'm really flattered. I don't have the degree that you guys, you know, <laughs> right, um, have right. as a requirement. And they're like, well, you already work for the district. You have clearances, you know, you do you have a heart to serve and a heart to give back. 
And I was like, yeah, that for sure. Yeah. Like, I can do that. And I kind of just got my foot in the door that way. But I've, nice. I've always kind of been like that in terms of, of getting jobs and stuff like that. Like, just being like, if you can teach me and you can teach me thoroughly, like, once or twice, sure. I can do it. Yeah. I, I pick things up really, really fast. And I feel like that has help me kind of segue through yeah. different like roles and stuff and it's good to have confidence like that mm -hmm. like you believe in yourself you give me some give me some time to learn it and i'm gonna do it yeah um what what was it like about uh when it comes to real real estate oh, i'm looking at everything that you're doing mm -hmm. and, and the common denominator is like the service of people one way or another helping providing a service is that is that like the nucleus for what is is you love to do is is be a of service to, mm -hmm. to yeah yeah it it took me a while like I'll be twenty eight um next month so like I sat down and kind of was like what how are you doing all these things and like why like what is the yeah. intersection here because I struggled with like even just marketing myself as like a freelance makeup artist and a okay. realtor because that's just a lot for people well that's yeah. to chew on they're like wait you do what and I'm like depending on what day of the week it is. Yeah, yeah. It will depend on the job. But I had to really sit down and, like, examine, like, where do they intersect? And it, at the end of it, it comes down to my desire to connect with other people and, like, my heart to just serve. Yeah, yeah. And and having faith in yourself and knowing, like, that goes back to what we just talked about, like, two minutes ago. It's like, I know, I know that I can do it. I have this desire. I have this passion. So you kind of just, like, let me just throw something against the wall and see mm -hmm. what sticks. Yeah. And... And there's nothing wrong with that. And I mean, you said you're 28. That's like ridiculously young. So <laughs> no, listen, like, pandemic age me at least five years. I'm definitely <laughs> over 30 mentally. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we're oh, well, that goes for everybody. All of us at least five yeah, years. The, the pandemic aged five years to everybody. Um, but I think it's pretty cool. And, and one of the things that stood out to me was like, you're always positive. You're always. I don't want to say trying because I'm sure it's genuine, but you're always trying to engage the good yeah. in life. And uh, when we originally were going to do this interview, a lot of shit was going on. Mm -hmm. And um, when the high school shootings took place in, in uh, Uvalde, is that mm -hmm. correct? And yeah. I was thinking the same thing that you were. Yeah. And I was trying to be like, all right, well, I got to get ready to do this. And my heart wasn't into it. So when you were like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was like, yeah, because what I'm trying to do is, is even though it's a completely different thing, it, it's along the same lines mm -hmm. of what can I do for people? What can, what can I provide? What can I give so that we can learn about each other? And I couldn't, I wasn't in that state of mind. Um, and so when you shared that same sentiment, it was like, okay, cool. Then I know... I'm I'm gonna interview somebody that's genuinely yeah. involved in what they're doing, not just. It's not a facade. It's not a surface value. You mm -hmm. know what I mean. Um, so thank you, thank you for that. Um, when it comes to the work that you're doing in the school district, can we talk about that a little bit? Sure. Well, I'm no longer an employee, so Fair everything enough. that I say is 100% my thoughts and opinions. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going through that myself, so please. So, yeah. yeah, no, um, that was all by chance. That was really all by chance. Um, 
like I said, my background is retail management. Yeah. Um, in the midst of me doing retail management, I decided that I wanted to go to like beauty school and get my aesthetics license. Sure. Um, so I got my aesthetics license. I dabbled between retail and salons and stuff like that. Um, and then COVID just really ruined things. Um, at the time, I was managing a really um, prominent salon downtown and stuff like that. And just the COVID, the restrictions, it was like the 50% capacity. Yeah. We're already in a tight space. Um, so ultimately, I ended up getting laid off from that job. So I remember going into like January of 2021 and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Like I went from like going into the year, like riding high, mm -hmm. like I've got this good job, like life is good. And then I just was like, I don't know what to do. And like, I have, well, he'll be seven on Sunday, but so I have an almost seven year old. Um, mm -hmm. And as like a single parent, that was just like, oh my God, like COVID was the one time that I was like, I don't know if I can actually do this. Yeah. I always felt like, no, like, I'm mom. I'll make that happen. I'll yeah. pull it out. I'll do yeah. it. And COVID was the one time that I was like, I don't know how you want me to, like, work from home and teach him and, like, not lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was a lot. So I started to think in terms of employment. I'm like, okay, I'm laid off. Like, it's time for a shift. What does that shift look like for me? And all I could think was, you need a job that's not going to close down. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you as a sole provider need a job that is considered essential. And sorry, baby, your makeup and hair is not essential as much as we feel like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I started thinking and I was like, I'll apply to the school. The schools, we always need school employees. The school's never going to close. Even if it does, they still figured a way to open back up. So I ended up applying to McCaskey as a secretary. Ah. Um, and I worked in McCaskey for the second half of their school year um, as a secretary in the front office. And that was so interesting okay. like i never thought that i would be in that environment at uh, all yeah because that's a complete like con a complete i had never been contrast. in an office where they're like just sit down for eight hours and do your job and i'm like <laughs> what do you mean sit down you <laughs> sit for eight hours and do what i'm like the phones aren't ringing and they're like yeah. find something to do and i'm like oh okay wow <laughs> so it was like i'd never been in that office dynamic so yeah. that was a complete like 360 for me and i'd never worked in public education yeah um so i worked there we let out for summer break and of course like i made friends in the building i'm like i don't, I don't know if you can tell but i'm like pretty like bubbly the social butterfly yeah you know? i'm always like hey you know? <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna know my name and we're gonna talk every day if you come in here every day that's just what it is <laughs> like that's my vibe um so i made like friends and stuff you know with faculty and staff in there and i ended up getting uh, a call while I was on like summer break okay. and they're like hey we've got a position under Tina Leck you know we think you'd be a good fit da, 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 da. and I'm like oh no like that wasn't in my plans at all because I was yeah. like I'm in the school they I got a pension now like I can just I'll rock out here and do real estate after school like sure. yeah <laughs> like, this is great <laughs> so I wasn't I didn't have any intentions of leaving that okay but um oddly enough I had gotten booked as a as a makeup artist to work for the Tina Leck program for an event they had ah so while I was working in McCaskey, they called me on my extension as a secretary and they were like, hey, we heard you do makeup. We need a makeup artist for this Mother's Day event that we're doing. Would you be interested? So I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to work with Community Action Partnership. Like, this is amazing. Like, I would love to work with the teen moms. So I did that, hit it off with the coordinator. That coordinator is then who offered me a job four months later. There you go. And I remember just leaving out of there after doing the makeup for the students. And I was like, man, like, I don't know how I could ever work with them. But, like, I want to. And I, like, I was literally, like, I don't know if it would be volunteer or maybe I mentor. And, like, work never entered my mind. Okay. But I remember leaving that event and just being, like, I would really love to give back mm. to these students, especially this population of students. So it was just, it was very, very full circle when yeah. I stepped into that role.
It's like the whole, like, I don't know if you believe in, like, the secret and shit, but, like, putting shit out there. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm all into that. I'm all into manifestation, yeah, but, law of yeah. attraction. I'm like, I thought it, it's coming. Like- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot of people are like, oh, it didn't work. Like, it, it's, you got to do the work also. But, yeah, putting it out there and, yeah. and being like, I, I'm, go- it's going to happen. It's already happening. Mm-hmm. That, that, um, the, when you're telling me this story, the first thing I thought of is when it comes to the school district, uh, any school district. Mm-hmm. My mom's a, a retired kindergarten teacher, and nice. I remember growing up, like watching her do, you know, her study plans and help her and shit. And I've always told myself since a young kid, I could never be in a school in any capacity. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, yeah, because it's and it's when you're telling me, I'm like, where, where are you? Like, are you, are you that like uh, you're able to adapt to that any environment? Like, well, fuck it, I'll go, I'll go work in the school district and as a secretary. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm like, we're just gonna make this work. <laughs> I'm gonna get off work at three o'clock and I have health insurance. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just meeting you now, but that is your forte. Is, yeah, is, yeah, because you went to school for it. It's yeah. your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about uh, creating creating the, the beauty of, with makeup? Okay, talk to me about that. It's it's like a little bit of everything for me because, like, when I first got into makeup, it was like purely like creative expression. Like I always tell people, I love makeup because it's like, who do I feel like being today? Yeah. And like depending on what my mood is and what my vibe is, you know, I'll I'll do my makeup to that look. But also the same thing with my hair and like my clothing. Like it's very much for me like I don't want to say performance art, but it's almost like performance art. It's just my creative outlet. That's how I express myself. And I'm gonna it'll change based off my mood. Yeah. Um, so I feel like makeup has always been like an artistic outlet for me. Um, but in terms of like the work that I do now and stuff like that, um, for me, it's really just like about empowering and uplifting other women. Mm. Um, you know, I know fabulous artists who do like great full glam work and stuff like that. That's like not really my thing. What's that? Like folk, folk. super long eyelashes, glitter, uh, cut creases. Cause there's a demographic who loves that. And when yeah, people sure. approach me for that, I'll be like, Hey, go to XYZ sure. and they will take care of you. That's cool. Cause like, I know like I can do it, but like one, it doesn't bring me joy, but it's also like, that's not my special sauce. Yeah. Like my special sauce is makeup that makes you look like you slept for eight hours last night and you drink enough water. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, I like you, that. Like literally, like I always try to make women look like themselves, but just like a slightly like up a notch. Gotcha. Because I hate when clients look at themselves in the mirror and it's like they feel like they don't look like themselves or more so they feel like they now look like your aesthetic of what beauty is. Yeah. And my thing with makeup is like it's not for me to place any kind of social standard of what beauty is like i'm here to make you one have an experience like getting makeup done is a luxury you should feel pampered while you're sitting in my chair you should feel comfortable you should feel secure you should know like while i'm doing this like your face is literally in my hands yeah so there should just be a level of comfort and trust between myself and the client but also ultimately too that when you get up like you feel like your best self Mm. so if you don't feel like your best self then like i didn't do my job okay and for some women you know that's like mascara and like lip gloss yeah and for other women they want heavy contour they want a red lip they want a wing and i'm like okay bet we'll do it but it's all about just like you know recognizing who's in your chair and kind of again like shape-shifting and just adjusting to who's in front of you so it isn't really just about putting makeup on a face. You actually go into like the 
the science of it, if you will, or or the the the, the soul, the connection to mm-hmm. the soul. Yeah, like it's it's more than it's much for me. It's very like it's definitely more. I want to say personal, yeah. I guess, and kind of intimate in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I can credit like the social work background for that because you know I learned a lot about just like trauma informed care and just like I just my emotional intelligence expanded so much as a result. So I feel like now I kind of get to bring that to my makeup because it's like there was things I had never considered. Like I had never considered if somebody has had trauma with being hit in the face or things in their face that me as a makeup artist coming in and touching your face and not being like, Hey girl, I'm going to rest my hand here. Like that might actually trigger you and throw you off. Okay. Um, so it was just like a lot of those, just those like little things. And like when women sit down, a lot of times they'll feel like, Oh girl, don't mind that huge pimple on my face. Don't mind that redness. Don't mind this. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not here to judge any of that. Like, Let's make you feel like your soul feel good when yeah. you get out of the chair because it's so easy. I feel like women, we can be so self-deprecating. We're like our, our hardest critics sometimes. Absolutely. And it's like, I feel like we sit down in the chair and we're like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you all of these things so you don't necessarily notice the flaws. But it's like, girl, I'm the artist. So you're pointing out all of these things and I'm looking at you and I'm like, look at your cheekbones. Look at your eyebrows. Look at your eyes. Like I'm thinking of all the things that I want to sit and create with and play up so that you look like the best version of yourself and feel like it. You feel that how, you know, and, and, and then this is a topic of conversation that's, you know, has gone back for decades if you went but the the hyper focus of what women should look like in today's society you know it's every generation has its own platform and today it's social media Mm -hmm. and what you see and do you find that like uh you find inspiration and also frustration from that yes okay because i can imagine (laughs) i can see where you might because there's a lot of things that when i see what you're doing the, when you mentioned there's, there's other artists out there doing things, I see similarities, but then I can also see where listening to you and how passionate you are about this and then knowing what's out there, that could be a, a huge frustration. That's got to be a balancing act. Do you find yourself trying to talk people out of certain styles that they want it's- or do you just simply just push them aside and be like, I don't do that? It's a mix of both. Because <laughs> the vibe I get from you is like you just not only love what you're doing, but you, I feel like you would want to be like, listen, I really feel like X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's generally like, because my makeup has always been a passion. And now, yes, it, it provides a source of income for me. But it was always rooted in passion. So I always wanted to do work that like made me feel excited. So if you come to me and it's something that I've never done and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, like, like, let's do it. If I feel that, yeah. for sure. But I'm also going to be upfront and be like, I've never done that. I'm going to watch some videos. I'm okay. going to play around with some techniques. I'll let you know. Okay, but cool. if it's something that I know just is not going to bring me joy and is purely just going to bring me like a cash app, like... I feel like I'm at a point in my artistry where I'm just selective about the work that I take. And I'm excited because there was a time where I took all the work. Yeah. And some of it I just didn't execute well because it's like you try to be good at everything. And it's sure. like mm, you're kind of like average at all of this as opposed to figuring out what is your thing and what is really like your niche and like kind of delving into that. So, I mean, 
I feel like there's enough money out there for all of us. Sure. Um, in the hair and makeup community, it gets really, really competitive. It can get really just kind of like fierce at times. Um, and I always try to just like be the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> I try like if I see somebody and they did work that I like, I'm reposting, I'm sharing, I'm commenting like, yes, girl, that was it. Tell me what's your special sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have an issue referring work. I don't have an issue calling other artists and be like, hey, can you help me? Um, and on the flip side of that, like my business has blossomed because I've been really fortunate to surround myself with like like-minded artists. So it's like I have a tribe of artists around me that are, you know, very empowering and very uplifting and feel the same way I do. Mm. So like now as a result, you know, I freelance in Philly, I freelance in Hershey, I freelance in Harrisburg, in York, in Lancaster. But I get to completely spread my radius just because... I'm putting out the vibes that I want to get back and yeah. they're, they're coming back to me. And that's right back to the secret mm-hmm. again. It's like putting shit out there yeah. and, and letting it be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, water the seed and then walk away. Don't watch the water boil. Right. <laughs> um, can we talk about when you mentioned uh, the, the trauma that women experience and keeping that in mind mm-hmm. as you're doing the makeup, when did you start correlating the two, the makeup that you were doing and then realizing oh i i'm i might be dealing with somebody that had has dealt with some traumatic experience honestly like the right last away. year oh really that that i really credit um my job at cap for that okay um i was blessed with so much training and education there on like everything from like authentically communicating to just overall dei to lgbt stuff like i really feel like my perspective and just like me as a person I grew and expanded so much from just being there and being provided with all the education and the resources and ultimately too like I liked my job so I was always you know looking for things to do with my students and ways to connect with them you know and it also kind of forced me to look at like myself and deal with things that I hadn't necessarily like wanted to deal with but it's like oh we're talking about teen dating violence and it's like you were there and then suddenly I'm like you know I'm like revisiting like 17 year old me and I'm like oh my gosh I'm trying to like speak life into her and I'm like low-key healing myself while I'm watching this slideshow about you know intimate partner violence and there were times that we'd be in zoom trainings and my camera's off but I'm like bawling Mm. because I'm like oh my god like that never even registered in my head as abuse or that never even registered in my head as this or that. So it was, it was really healing. It was really eye opening for me, but it also, it just brought a new level of compassion and just understanding overall to my makeup. Cause like I said, you know, your face is literally in my hands. Like there are very few settings where it gets more intimate than that. Mm. So. But this is something that I never really thought of Mm -hmm. is, is that aspect what you just described to me and it makes complete sense when you break it down because uh uh women have to put this facade on like like they're okay yes. and 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 it's okay to say that you're not but this the world doesn't really give a platform or a mm-hmm. space uh, and so i feel like what you're doing and, I, and I'm, I'm speaking as a man so i mm-hmm. don't know you know but i know that i don't know right <laughs> we, we appreciate I, that <laughs> I grew up with two sisters. I grew. I have four children. Three of them are girls. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, I have an understanding that there's shit going on that women deal with that men don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I see what you're doing, it's like an opportunity uh, to learn. Um, and so I'm like, I'm super pumped now that we're talking because it's like that's the kind of shit that I feel like needs to be out there. It's it's like the education. Yeah. Of uh, of an emotional standpoint with someone and doing something as simple as putting makeup on yeah. can trigger 
because because mm-hmm. you're touching the, your their face, uh, and I never thought about that. So uh, first of all, thank you for for that for Absolutely. for what you're doing. I think that that's pretty cool. somebody might have been exposed to some trauma in their life uh, and simply touching their face could trigger that is something I never thought of so this is one of those moments where you learn something and it puts some perspective into uh, what people are doing it's not just you know painting people's faces with makeup there's a lot more that goes into it and there's a lot more consideration uh, on Ariana's part so I think I think that was just so dope to learn I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more about how she got into doing makeup. And we're going to get into uh, charcuterie boards or charcuterie, as Ariana says. (laughs) I'll be right back. that you've had for it how how young were you can you remember when you decided this is what I want to do uh, honestly I wasn't super young it was like early 20s okay um the whole time I was in high school I went to like CTC for um graphic design okay communication arts so that was always my thing like I was always very artistic and creative there you go. um but it, it was more so in like that advertising kind of like standpoint um, so I went to art school for a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, I hate this. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm wasting all my money. They're not teaching me anything. What I'm done. School, what art school did you go to? Um, it was BTI in Reading. Okay. So it was just, it was questionable. Um, <laughs> and then I decided maybe I would go to PCAD for a bit. And I got accepted into PCAD. And that was really exciting. But then I was like, I don't want to take four years yeah. to get my bachelor's in arts. I just wasted a year and a half here. And like yeah. I was just kind of jaded with the whole, like, higher education thing I was like whatever I'm good at this I'll figure it out if I want to do this I'll do it but I'll do it my way and then I eventually left Reading and came back home when I came back home I was like mom I'm gonna go to school I'm a makeup artist and she's like what and I'm like yeah I'm gonna go to aesthetic school I want to learn facials I think that'd be sick and I want to do makeup and she's like all right you're starting over, so <laughs> go ahead. Was it like a sense of concern on your mom's part? She was supportive, but she, she was I've always, concerned. like, I'm her oldest daughter, but, like, I've always been the daughter that just kind of was like, yeah, mom, no, I quit there. Mm-mm, it wasn't suiting me. And then she, as soon as she starts to be concerned, I'm like, all good. I start my new job on Monday. Like, don't yeah. even sweat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? I'm like, girl, I have a plan. I always have a plan. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. I've never, especially when it came to work and jobs and stuff like that, like, I just feel like life is so short. Yeah. You know? And it's like for me to just sit here and like I've worked jobs where I was like miserable and like stressed to the point that I broke out in hives and yeah, I'm like stress yeah. puking and like I've I've been there. And I just it was like to a point where I'm like, one, I don't want to deal with this anymore. But it's also like two, I don't have to. Like, and you can you can say that it's like, oh, you have a, like a commitment issue with work or you're a flake or whatever. And I'm like, no, because you could call them and they give you all great references. Yeah. However, when better opportunity came knocking, I was very quick to be like, guys, it's been real. Yeah. 
<laughs> one of the things I'm learning now is, and I'm 43, and I'm learning now, uh, being a child that grew up in a household that was uh, you know, the baby boomer era. Mm-hmm. My parents are from the, the the boomer era, and then I'm a Generation X. Yeah. And now my children are um, the millennial age. Yeah. I'm starting to see the shift, what you just mentioned, where it's like this. I remember when I started working, my mom would always tell me, you know, don't have so many jobs on your resume. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And now it's like, actually, people want to see what you've done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look bad to have many things on your resume if you've left on on good terms. Yeah. And you've gained so much. So it's pretty cool to see the shift. And I'm grateful that I can, like, understand that because there's a lot of people that are stuck in that that way of thinking and that, that like, no, no, you, you can't. You, uh, but I got to back up and I'm fine. And, and that's that spells trouble. Like you said, it's yeah. like a, there's a commitment issue with work. Like, no, I'm I'm I haven't found where I'm happy. And one of the things I'm telling my kids, it's like, do what you love to do yes. and take your time to get there. Start now. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, you know, sometimes life happens. Yeah, And you got to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. But don't feel bad about pursuing something that's passion, that you're passionate about. And it's not giving you, you know, the $90,000, $100,000 a year. If you're making seventy five, sixty five k a year and you're fucking happy, then, then do it. it. That's all that matters. Yeah, because then, then everything else comes. I always say and, that. And I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I try to, to relay that, that philosophy mm-hmm. so I completely un- understand. Um, uh, one, one of the things I love listening to is when people talk about their passion, it always comes back to, I just want to be happy. Yes. I just want to, and it's yeah. like, it's that easy. <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, yeah, so like, like I just started a new job. I took a huge pay cut mm-hmm. and I said, fuck it. My wife and I looked at the numbers. We can make it work, but I'm happy. Yes. And so everything else is starting to fall into its place. So I completely understand. Um, okay. So we've talked about several things mm-hmm. now. Um, there's, I want you to explain to me what this is. My wife has already said it to me and I can't pronounce it. Okay. But we're talking about the cheese and the... Oh, and the, the charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie. Okay. Charcuterie, so, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I can never pronounce that goddamn word. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to mispronounce it. I know. Okay, anyway. So charcuterie. Mm-hmm. Um, where did this come into play? Because it's it's something else that you're doing where I'm like, fuck, this is how many cards you got in the deck here? That's it. I'm not adding anymore. I'm like, listen, I need a break. <laughs> no, I always like jokes with my mom. I'm like, mom, they say seven streams of income to make a millionaire. I'm like, listen, I don't want to work this aggressively, but I'm halfway. So there like, you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. So the charcuterie business is actually really, really new. Um, it wasn't supposed to be a business. Okay. Um, I just, me and my sister like found like charcuterie TikTok. Um, and last summer for my birthday, I was like, I want a grazing table. I was like, I don't want to do anything yeah. for my birthday other than have wine and beer. And I want to eat all those random snacks. So my wife loves that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. And I told everybody, I was like, guys come over at like six or seven. Everybody's out the house by 11. It's a chill vibe, yeah. but we're going to get wine drunk and we're going to eat really good snacks. Yeah. So everybody is like, you're bananas. They were like, you you having us over for charcuterie? What is that? And I'm like, just... Nobody understood it. I'm like, just come with your wine or your beer. That's it. Just yeah. come. So my sister put together an entire spread for me. Cheese and crackers and fruit and jams and baked goods and like all this kind of stuff. Um, 
And then after that, we kind of just kept like making them. So everybody's like, oh, okay, Adi, you guys like make a charcuterie board. You know, so it's like, oh, we're having a cookout. Suddenly, so like, can you make a, can you bring a little charcuterie? And we're like, oh, sure. You know, because it really was just again, a charcuterie. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the TikTok video on Instagram so okay, you can so hear the TikTok audio. Thing. But okay. <laughs> there's a video of an old man and his granddaughters are like, Grandpa, how do you say this? And he's like, What is that? And he's like, Char 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 Cutter Char Chuchi Char Charcuterie <laughs> like. So-, <laughs> so you just call it Char <laughs> And we I always say it as a joke, but like now like it's funny because even like amongst our customers and stuff like that, they're like, Girl, I need a Char for four to six. <laughs> and I'll be like, Okay, no problem. Send me the email. <laughs> But no, it really just started as kind of just like a passion, like hobby, like between me and my sister. We like found something we like to do. We like to do it together. Yeah. Um, we're pretty close, but you know, with us being pretty close, we fight a ton. So sure. it was something that we did together and didn't fight over and we just had fun. Um, so it kind of just kept spiraling from there. And then our friend, um, her name is Thundercat. She's a local poet. Yes. Um, she does Thunder Mimosas. Okay. So the very first Thunder Mimosas, she's like, guys, it's a brunch vibe. So we're like, oh, that's cool. She was like, I really want to have one of your charcuterie boards, but can you make it huge? And we're like, oh my God, what do you mean make it huge? She's like, like make it for like at least 50 people. So we're like, ah, we've never done that. So we're like, okay, cool. So we did it. And then she kept booking us back. And now it's so funny because like Thunder Mimosas and two board girls are like synonymous. It's yeah. like people know if they're going to Thunder Mimosas, like, yeah, you're going to have your mimosas and your poetry. But there's also going to be a huge charcuterie table from yeah. two board girls. Um, so it really has just kind of spun out of control <laughs> um, <laughs> via word of mouth and referral and stuff like that. Um, so it's been really exciting because now we're learning about how, you know, to put together um, correctly a food business mm. we, my sister is marketing events coordinating like that's her whole wheelhouse neither of us we love to cook yeah. we love to host but like never had any intention of doing anything with a food business um and we've been doing a lot more event kind of stuff so we're doing a lot more grazing tables we're doing a lot more like curated like themed boards for certain things okay um so yeah, that really was an accident, um, a happy accident. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, super happy accident, but yeah, well, technically, two board girls will celebrate one year next month. There you go. Um, but yeah, so we're really, really excited to see what is to come with that. What's the biggest spread that you've done? Was it the, was it the one for Thunder and Mimosas? Um, I want to say that Thunder and Mimosas is probably the biggest as of right now. What we've do you- done a couple of tables. I've, we've done tables for thirty five. But I think the Nemimosa still tops at, at the largest. And that goes on like on a what, a big ass table? I'm um, yeah, so it really depends because we have done them before where we had a custom board made. Um, and it was actually probably like the width of this sofa. Okay. And <laughs> wow. yeah, I'll have to send you some pictures. Um, and we use that. And then we would prepare it the morning of. We'd saran wrap, do all that kind of stuff, and then transport the board there. Ah. Um, so that was how we started initially, but as we've been doing more events, now we've started to actually get there and then set the table. Um, so we started doing that with Thunder Mimosas. She had her last one on Chestnut and Photo Olay Studio. And I was like, I'm just going to run it down the table. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you care? She's like, no, girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm literally like, we had a tablecloth and all that kind of stuff yeah. down. I was like, I'm literally just going to run butcher paper down the table and see what happens. Yeah. And it was long. It was like probably like two of those like six foot like Holy vendor type tables yeah. and just ran it all the way down the middle. Yeah. And then you had the mixers and stuff like because it's BYOB. So you had the mixers, you had our French toast shooters, and then it was just 
charcuterie table. Nice. Mm-hmm. And we put fruit, we put cheeses, um, depending on like the event. So like hers being like brunch theme, we'll put out like French toast, we'll put out mini pancakes, we put out muffins, wow. we make like cannoli dip or everything but the bagel dip. Um, so it's really, really like customized to what somebody is looking for oh okay um, so it isn't it isn't like I, this is what i'm bringing you actually like listen to yeah like when we do um custom tables for events and stuff like okay. that like we require we say it like has to be at least 15 minutes sure but like we require a facetime or a phone call talk to me what is your event about what is it you have in mind what is it you see for your table because like ultimately it's your vision we're just gonna execute it with the meats and yeah. the cheeses. And yeah. we do do like pre-made ones like you could call me up and be like hey i'm doing a date night with my wife we want a charcuterie for two people Okay. Do you any allergies? Anything you want on it? Nope. Do your thing. Okay, but you would get like a standard charcuterie that has like you know the meat, the cheese, the fruits, the nuts, whatever. Or you could have on the flip side. Like I've had people who are like, "Can you put gold flakes on the grapes?" Mm. And I'm like, "Sure." You got to get creative then and find out what kind of. We had to find edible, (laughs) edible gold flakes, and then we actually went shopping um, and examined different varieties of grapes to see which grapes look the prettiest. Ah, with gold (laughs) flakes on them. Because we're like, look, we're like, well, I don't know if this is going to look great. And we ended up settling on like, they were like midnight globe grapes, I ah. think. So they were like a little bit darker. They were more of like an oval shape, but they made the gold really pop. Yeah. But so it's like, it's like silly things like that. But you know, if you're like, hey, I want gold flakes on the grapes, I'm going to take it serious. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get you the good grapes and the gold flakes and we're going to make it happen. But when, when people are drinking, I, I, I started that off with people drinking because my wife loves charcuterie boards and she'll she'll do like small ones when we have get togethers yeah and i never every time she gets the stuff Mm -hmm. right and i see it in the fridge and i'm like i don't want to set that up because i just i don't i don't i don't get into it but the second it's there everybody wants to everyone's digging in and Mm -hmm. and the more you drink the more you're eating listen i have watched a charcuterie board save many a friend yeah okay because it's like oh you're not looking good girl Go have one of them pita chips and eat some of that salami. Yeah. <laughs> you need a seltzer water and then they're just, <laughs> just hang out by the table until you're good. And I have watched people sober up off of cheese cubes and salami and crackers because yeah. they just didn't leave the table yep. until they felt better. the rabbit hole go with very yeah i bet because you i'm sure the creativity is endless you're like well we can do this and we can do that yeah i'm like oh let's make a salami rose let's let's go and take those (laughs) those orange slices and we're gonna dehydrate them for seven hours with rosemary and see how they look when it's done and i'm like are we even eating the orange slices or did they just look nice is it just for decor is that some of the stuff like sometimes (laughs) most of the stuff like is generally edible and like the the pairings are always intentional so like i'm not gonna just throw something on just because it looks nice like if i put it i'm like okay yeah so there is dried orange rinds on there and they do have rosemary but i also have you know a goat cheese a honey goat cheese over there and i actually have a fig jam that you could put with it and like so when we're making our boards like beforehand we will go and buy the stuff and we'll try it Uh, so like she'll be like yo i'm gonna go buy a block of like that goat cheese that we want to try and i'm gonna grab the apple crisp and the pita chips and then we'll sit and have wine or beer and be like all right yeah this tastes good okay wait no add some honey on it Mm -mm, that's not good try this though and like so we'll literally munch on stuff beforehand and then be like okay so those are really good 
those were disgusting. We won't buy those again. And then be able to put it on the board. So it's it's nice because there's just an element of we really try to be intentional sure. and speak to what we're putting on the board. Well, and you can also, right, like if somebody has a question about it, you already know firsthand mm-hmm. what, what to expect. Um, uh, I just lost my train of thought because this is a, a really dope conversation. But the, the rabbit hole goes deep and you're, you're constantly trying new things. Um, you had mentioned that you're doing this with your sister. Yes. Um, and, and how many, do you mind, how many siblings do you have? You said three? Oh, no, it's actually just me and her. Oh, it's just Yeah, you? so I'm the oldest, but it's just me and her. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, and you're close. Yeah, we're pretty, we live together and everything. So. Oh, well, that's <laughs> Yeah, cool. we're roommates. Okay, so, like, have you always done stuff with your sister then? Not business-wise? Like, have you always, like, you hang out For all the, the time? For the most part, yeah. I would say, um... Once we kind of got to, like, college and stuff, like, she um, went to Ryder University in New Jersey. So, like, there was a point in time where we, like, physically weren't together. But even then, it was, like, she's in New Jersey. And I'm, like, I'm calling you 12 times today because I miss you. Aww. Sorry. And I'm, like, I'm in the bathroom. And I was just thinking about X, Y, Z. And she's, like, did you really just call me to tell me that? I'm, like, girl, yeah, I miss you. <laughs> Come home this weekend. But, like, for the most part, like, our age gap is four years. Okay. So, we've it's always kind bad. of been close enough that, like, our parents could lump us together to do things. Sure. So, we, we always did things together by default, you know. And then with us getting older like our friend groups have kind of like merged and stuff like that and at first we both were like oh like why are my friends calling you right. to hang out and it's like oh i don't know why are they they didn't invite me why are they just <laughs> calling you they don't want me to go to like, <laughs> but now it's like we're we're both super used to it so it's been really cool because like our our friend circles and like our loved ones intermingle really well because we've yeah. made friendships with all of them i want i think that with all that considered, and then you also have a, a business venture that was unexpected yeah. with your sister. <laughs> that just shows like the love and com- camaraderie that you have with family. Mm-hmm. Some people can't do that with family. Yeah, you know that what they talk about they don't work with family. Uh, but I, I'm assuming that when you have like a a common bond, does she have the same passion with? with what you're doing with the charcuterie or is that just something for her as well that was unexpected and she just went with it really unexpected okay yeah well, um so. my sister has always been like the baker and i've always been like the quote-unquote like cook like that's okay always so she been. she bakes and you cook yeah she bakes really um extensively she's really really good actually um and we both just love cooking like that's one thing i can say we have a huge love for food i always tell people like food is a love language for me if i yeah. love you i'm gonna pack you with tupperware tell there you to you come go. get a plate and yeah. it's just like if you're my homie that's it i cook yeah. I always cook enough to feed like the whole block. So I'm like, come eat. But um, my sister is the same way. So like I can see how we kind of got into a food based business. But for us, it's always been about like, I don't know. I don't know if you're Puerto Rican or not, but like I'm Puerto Rican. So like all of our functions, you know, they're always around the kitchen. They're always centered around the food. Like there, it could just be a random Saturday, but somebody pulls up with a pending and rice. It's a party. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know? (laughs) So it's like, we have always tried to cultivate that like in our dynamic and like in our house and in our separate households as well. So I know like with me, the charcuterie, yeah, it's like meats and cheeses and stuff, but it's also like an experience. Yeah. And a lot of the people that we're doing charcuteries for have never like heard of a charcuterie or they've never had it before. So that in and of itself, it's like, they're like, so how do I eat it? And I'm like, girl, grab a cheese, grab a cracker and just, just get crazy. Mm. Try it. There's going to be some stuff that you don't like, you know, grab the napkin respectfully. Like, that wasn't for me <laughs> and grab your water and move on to the next thing because it happens like I always tell people like you're not going to like everything that's no. just what it is our palates are not all the same but half of the fun is trying the thing yeah yeah and that's what you like I try to tell my kids that you know like I just try, try my seven year old just try it and he's like I'm going to gag over this string bean and I'm like oh my god <laughs> how uh, what you're doing and how busy you are mm-hmm. 
and then you know as as a parent myself i know how the being busy and then having a busy life with a child and how how do you keep yourself going because that can be exhausting Oof. <laughs> and it, and it's exhausting in a good way i'm not saying it's, i'm not saying it's horrible i'm saying you know cuz you want to do so much for your child I, and mm-hmm. i'm you know and i'm and Obviously, my wife is better at that than I am. And I say obviously because there's a lot of episodes where I'm like probably complaining a little too much. But there's times where I'm like, I just don't got the fucking energy to hear you talk. Yeah. I tell my 20-year-old that. God bless her. I'm like, baby, I just... I just came home from work. I just and, need a second of yeah, quiet. Yeah, so, yeah. And I know how little kids can be when it's just they don't understand that. <laughs> so you keep you, you're going and you're going and you're going. Talk about how you how you stay focused with your little one. Um. So I'm very open, like with my son, in an age appropriate manner, of course. Let me sure. be clear there. But like my son knows what mom does for work. My son will be like, my mom's a realtor and she does makeup. Mm. And I'll be going with her on them showings. Then I'll be like, yeah, you do because I have a sitter. So you was coming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to the bag together. Right. Okay. Yeah. But like, I always like, I always try to, cause I want him to understand, you know, the life that I'm going to provide for you when you are older and I'm more established. Like there was a lot of hard work that went into that, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'm going to bestow on you all these things that I didn't have, but you're also going to know like your mom put in a lot of work to do that. You know, I, I want him to understand the value of hard work and being reliable and dependable. So it's like, I'm like, honey, I have to go in my room. I'm going to take a Zoom call and mommy's going to be on the Zoom call from 7 to 7.30. And he'll be like, okay, I'm going to put a timer. Can I be on my switch from 7 to 7.30? Absolutely. Oh. And he knows, like, it's great because he, I, I know everyone says their kids are so smart. I really think my kid is super no, smart. <laughs> but, like, he'll come and he'll, like, knock on the door. Like, mom, I know you're in a meeting, but I need X, Y, Z. Can I go get it? Or could you grab that for me in a second? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, he's he's very perceptive. Um, okay. He's very, very respectful. And he's very understanding of what I have going on in that aspect. So yeah. um, I also am really supported. I have a great village around me. Good. You know, my mom is close by. My sister is close by. Um, his dad does live in Reading. So there's like a gap between us. But his dad is active. Okay. So I get my weekends. Like right now, like my son's at his dad's house for, for the week because it's summer vacay. Okay. So like our dynamic in that aspect is really is really helpful. Yeah. Um, because like literally this week, I was like, I just... I know it's not my week. I know we got a flip flop, but I'm like, I'm so tired right now. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm like, I can't, I don't know what the hell I did to my back. I can't get out of the bed. It hurts. And I think I just overworked myself, but I was like, I really need to just like rest. Sure. And you know, and his dad was like, no, like, I know you're always doing a million things. Like take the time, rest, whatever. Like it's all good. It's the summertime. Don't sweat it. So I, I'm really blessed that I do have that support around me. So it's like, yeah, when my son is here, I am by myself and I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm a single parent. Like it's just me during the week. But you know, I do know on the flip side of that, like I can have a Friday night to myself sure. and be like, I'm gonna get my toes done and go get dinner, you know, sure. or I can't take a weekend vacation or I can't like, I'm going to go to St. Thomas at the end of July. My son's going to be with his dad the whole time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dropping him off on Saturday <laughs> and I'm riding off to Philly right after that. Like, yeah. and, and we have that relationship. So I'm really grateful for that. I think it's pretty cool that um, that you're um, how do I say this? You're open and honest about the 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 support that you have, even when it comes to your son's father, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who will uh, wave the flag, so to speak, mm-hmm. and not really be honest about that aspect. They have the support, but it's always me, 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 me. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and I say that because there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there, single parents that are doing all the work and they don't 
complain about it. And then you've got people who are, uh, they're single parents, but they've got the help, but they don't want to talk about the help that they have. Mm-hmm. And, and and that goes back to like the social media facade that we yeah. talked about a half hour ago or so. And so I, I appreciate that because that's maturity and that's like, there's nothing wrong with saying, yes, I have help. And yeah, so, you know, uh, my ex-wife and I, uh, are not on good terms mm-hmm. in that regard, but we are civil. And when it comes to my my son and my daughter that I have with my ex-wife, uh, my wife and I, Alexandra, we are civil with my ex-wife, and we right. and we have a, a an understanding and we work well with one another in that regard. And so nobody's claiming a hundred percent responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just I appreciate that. So so kudos to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much for, for yeah. coming by because I feel like this was a dope ass conversation. No, it was. I was not expecting a lot of the gems that you dropped. Uh, I'm still really, really, and I, I say this like genuinely because I want to go home. And I, uh, what I usually do is I'll go home and then I'll talk about it with my wife. Right, and, and your I'll, one tile at yeah. night, right? <laughs> hey, baby, check it out. But then I'll start googling things that came yeah. up in the conversation, and so it's like the the passion that you're doing with the bank up and with everything else, a hundred percent props. But the the makeup and the understanding of what somebody might be going through. I, I genuinely appreciate um, the information that you brought saying that because um, I'm hoping that other people put that into consider- consideration. And I think about like, like little things like when I, when my daughter who's, she'll be 20 and, mm-hmm. and when she's putting makeup on and there's times where I used to be the filters, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, baby. And sometimes I'm complaining. I need to maybe just think about what, is there something Maybe my daughter is dealing with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and obviously I have a son and, and I'm very aware, not aware, because who knows what's going on, but I try to be aware. Right. And, and I don't want to say that it's more so my daughter than my son, but as a father of, of girls, I understand that that playing field when it comes to the the impact of the social life on women. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm, just, I'm bringing that up again and I, I wanted to close with that because I, I'm grateful Um listening to you and, and, and grateful for you for sharing that as a woman as a latina and doing everything that you're doing it's thank very, you. very appreciate awesome. it no, absolutely <laughs> power to you so thank you very much of i course. appreciate it that's that's going to be the end of it Sick. thanks for awesome. having me a quick shout out to ariana chanel for doing her thing for doing her many things continue killing it it was a pleasure. It was an honor to meet you. To all the women that are out there doing uh, big things, many big things, keep grinding. But remember to take care of yourself as well, because this world needs you. If anybody wants to uh, reach out to Ariana to get some information about the things that she's doing with the charcuterie boards, uh, with uh, two board girls, uh, with the freelance makeup and beauty that she's doing, I'm going to post some links in the description of this episode. Uh, so you can hit her up. All right. Once again, thank you all for joining me on this episode. Remember, maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons. My name is Felix C. Arroyo, and these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Y'all be safe. <laughs>